Welcome to Crime Cults and Coffee. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Bryn, and I'm not happy right now. It's the weather, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it's snowing. I was literally just going to say, fuck the weather as our intro. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a mini blizzy on the way home. Wait, really? Oh my god, it's just raining near me. No, and you know how I am with my night driving. So my vision is absolutely horrible. I'm pretty much blind at night. And then snow on top of it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's like sleeting slash hailing here, but not snow. I'm just, I'm already over it. It hasn't even started and I'm over it. Yeah, it was almost like a little whiteout at one point when I was driving. So weird. Jamie's listening to this and probably like, fuck you guys. Jamie's my sister. She loves this weather, loves the snow, loves the colds. I'm like, she must be an alien or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, bop, boop, Jamie. (laughs) I was stress eating chocolate covered pretzels and hangnail skin the whole way home. Ew. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. It was so so bad. I was so stressed out because I hate driving in weather like that yeah especially at night yeah and the the traffic that came with it it took me an hour and a half to get home today <laughs> yeah that's awful and then have you ever had this experience or is it just me where the snow doesn't look like it's falling straight down while you're driving it's like it's forming this little mini tunnel uh, you know what I mean like it's coming towards you oh yes okay yeah So that was what was happening to me, too, and it was like that with the car lights amplifying it. I feel like when it's like that, you can't even focus outside of that, and it's almost trippy in a way to the point where you're like, wait, am I driving fast or slow? Because all you're doing is looking into that little, like, twilight zone spiral of snow. Maybe you should avoid driving in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) maybe so but I think it's worse when it's it's nighttime for me because I already can't see and then that happens yeah it doesn't help for sure yeah and rant of why I'm not happy right now (laughs) and rant do you have anything else going on I'm trying to think I I have nothing new and exciting no I don't think I do either to be honest wedding season is over for me that's a little bit exciting that's good as much as I love weddings they are they can be pretty exhausting Yeah, I've had seven since June, and it's been, like, every weekend, either a wedding, a bachelorette party, a shower, you know what I mean? Yeah, something. Yeah, so I agree with you, even though I love weddings, and we've made it clear on this podcast, we are massive wedding dancers, and clearly they're celebrations of love, and I am so grateful to be invited, but I'm glad that I now finally have weekends to kind of just chill and get back into the normal swing of life yeah agreed hopefully things slow down a little bit yeah especially since I had alcohol poisoning after this wedding oh my god we (laughs) called Bryn me and Carson and we were like are you okay like are you coming over today (laughs) she sent a voice recording because she couldn't look at her phone to text (laughs) so she sent a voice memo and she's like I'm dead I can't I can't move I've never been that bad in my life I was so sick that's horrible I was so sick so aside from that nothing exciting nothing new 
Should we get into our coffee review then? Yes, let's do it. You want to tell them where it's from? Sure. So the coffee that we are drinking today is from Milford's Daily Grind. It's located in Milford, PA. And I just love going around and finding new coffee spots. And I stumbled upon this one at one point and was in love with their coffee that I drank. So basically, that's how we found them and why we reached out to them to see if they would want to be on the podcast. Yeah. And they were so generous to send us some coffee to review. So I'm going to kind of go over their social media. They don't have a website, but their Facebook is Milford's Daily Grind. And it shows like, you know, all the basic stuff, their hours, you know, pictures, updates. Like today they put that they're closing at 6 p.m. because of the shit weather. They didn't say shit weather. I said that. (laughs) (laughs) But they also sent us a little about me that I'm going to read. I'm going to read half and Bryn's going to read the other half. So it says, I grew up in Alaska, which is where my passion for coffee started. Small, family-owned shops like these are popular and preferred over Starbucks and Dunkin'. Doesn't exist there. I love that so much. Yeah. (laughs) I started training as a barista while I was in college for things not coffee-related. LOL, she said. We are coming up on 2.5 years, and I couldn't be happier. I absolutely love what I do. I love everything about it creating a positive, family-oriented work environment, being able to express my love and creativity with different specials, with help from our staff, and most of all of our customers. The daily interactions uh, and how much we get to know about them in a short time while making a customer's order is absolutely priceless. There are so many truly amazing people in our community, and I just want to know them all. Oh, I love that. Running a business while being a mother of four is not easy, but being able to do what I love at the same time is such a blessing. We strive for an all-around great experience, from our prices to the product to the customer service. And although times are tough right now for every business owner, from increases to product shortages, our motto has been and always will be, quote, our goal is not to increase our standard of living, but to increase our standard of giving. And it's really the truth. To me, there is so much more to making a cup of coffee. Everything we do at Milford's Daily Grind, we do with love. And then she put a little side note and she said, prior to opening, we had hoped to use a local roaster. Unfortunately, we weren't able to find one that we were truly satisfied with. Cobrick is a 100-year-old family-owned roaster who, in our opinion, roasts the best beans. So that's who they use. Oh. I love that. I got the chills when you were reading that. I just feel like they're just so down to earth and it's it's a classic small business. So if you get the chance to support a small business, make sure you check out Milford's Daily Grind. Yeah, and I can completely vouch. One time I went there and I will be going back. I just have not had time lately. The service was incredible. The staff was so unbelievably friendly. Their food, I had food while I was there, was great. The coffee was amazing. And it's basically this little storefront that has a drive-thru around it. Kels, I kind of told you about it. Mm -hmm. It's so small. It's like maybe like a double trailer size. And Mm -hmm. it has this drive-thru around it that did not stop the entire time I was there. Like it was constant. That must be 
local people's hub for coffee. Yeah, I mean, the reviews on their Facebook page are insane. They're so sweet to read. Just you can tell so many people in the community love them. Aw, that's so great. Yeah. And just like you said, their Facebook was Milford's Daily Grind. So is their Instagram. I just wanted to add that in there. So we don't have the the coffee that they sent us. It doesn't really have like any description. There's no like notes or anything that we can kind of talk about, but we can talk about how we taste it and what we taste. Yeah. I tasted it first without creamer and then I added a little bit of hazelnut creamer after. And I have to say about this coffee, it's definitely a good base coffee if you wanted to add something to it. You know what I mean? It just is a original blend, but it's not too bland. There's still a little bit of boldness to it. I, I would say it leans more towards a medium to slightly dark roast, maybe, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say medium roast as well. Like we've reviewed in the past, there's no like fruity notes or chocolatey notes. To me, I, it just tastes like, you know, your run-of-the-mill coffee. But I think that it's roasted so well and it tastes so bold to me that you really don't need any other notes or anything in it. Agreed. And because of that, I think no matter what kind of flavoring or creamer you add, if you are the type of person who likes to have a flavor or underlying note to your coffee... I feel like this is the kind of coffee that no matter what, it's going to taste good with it. Yeah, agreed. I would probably rate this one a 7.5. I concur. Love it. So (laughs) thank you, Milford's Daily Grind, for sending us some of this coffee. And I will definitely be there to check it out. Yes, we are so appreciative. And we will be there in person to continue supporting your business. (laughs) So shall we get into it? Let's do it. So grab your coffee and have a morning with us. The case that we're covering today is that of Ashley Reeves. Kels, was this suggested by anyone? Yes, I forgot to put on the top. So this was suggested, of course, by Alyssa because she sends us all these amazing suggestions of cases that should be talked about. So thank you so much, Alyssa, for recommending this case to us. Thank you, Alyssa. I feel like that's becoming part of just our like, grab your coffee and have a morning with us. Thank you, Alyssa. (laughs) Thank you, Alyssa, (laughs) Ashley. And yeah, (laughs) there's a a set few people that send us so many requests and we love it. Yeah, thank you all. So like I mentioned, this case is about a, a girl named Ashley Reeves. A little bit of background about Ashley. She was 17 years old at the time of this story, and this story took place in 2006. She was a high school junior at Columbia High School and grew up in Milstadt, Illinois, with her parents, Michelle and Michael, or Mike Reeves. She had a younger sister named Casey, and she was known as a great student, a good basketball player, and had a loving family, boyfriend, and lots of friends. Her boyfriend was named Jeremy, and he gave her a promise ring at age 17. They had been together for about two years at the time of this story. She seemed like a popular girl. Lots of people loved her. Yeah, and very active in in her social life, personal life, and I feel like athletic life. Yep. So moving on to April 27th, 2006. Ashley told her parents she was going to a job interview in Fairview Heights, and this was about 20 minutes away from where she lived in her her hometown. 
She said she was going to play basketball after the interview. And she estimated to be home by around like 10 p.m. is what she told her family. So she left for the interview at 3.30 p.m. in Jeremy's car. And remember, Jeremy's her boyfriend. She borrowed his car for that day. When Ashley did not return home by 10.30, her mother, Michelle, and asked Casey, who again, Casey's Ashley's sister, if she had heard from her. Casey said she hadn't heard from her all day. Ashley was known to keep in touch and would let her family know if she was going to be late. So, of course, like, red flags go up immediately when they don't hear back from her. Mm-hmm. They both called and sent texts to Ashley with no response. So, Michelle, her mom, immediately called St. Clair County Sheriff's Office. So proactive. Mom. Yeah. Because, honestly, you know you know your your child and your daughter and your sister. Like, if that's not like them you knew something was up like she did the right thing she called immediately right so moving on to the investigation about where ashley was police initially suspected that ashley's boyfriend jeremy might be involved with her disappearance or might know where she was because again at this point they didn't know if anything had happened to her but they obviously did not know where she was yeah He was questioned, but there was nothing to connect him to being with her that night. And he told police that he had lent her his car, but that was it. Jeremy's car was later found abandoned in Laterman Park in Belleville. No one knew why Ashley would have went to this park, as there was a closer one she would have gone to for her to play basketball. Ashley's phone records were looked into, and they showed several calls that had been made to a man named Samson or Sam Shelton. He lived near Laterman Park in Belleville, and he was then brought in for questioning. So you're probably wondering, who is Sam Shelton? Sam was Ashley's seventh grade teacher. He was 26 years old at the time of this story. He was also a gym coach and professional wrestler at the time. And he was a driver's ed teacher. So he was super involved with the school, doing a bunch of different things. Sam and Ashley came into contact again in February of 2006. She was obviously older now and probably hadn't seen him since the seventh grade until they reestablished this relationship. And this was just a couple of months before Ashley's disappearance. I wonder how they had gotten into contact again. I know. It didn't really go into detail on that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they reconnected over some kind of social media or if one of them had reached out about something or if they had just like ran into each other in a grocery store to reestablish this relationship. Allegedly, her boyfriend knew that her and Sam spoke, but his impression was that they were just friends. So getting back to the interrogation, there were many inconsistencies in the information that Shelton gave to police. He was said to be cool with a calm attitude, friendly, polite, and cooperative. When questioned about his relationship with Ashley, he said they were friends that met rarely to play basketball. He told the investigators that their relationship was just friendly until Ashley's friends mentioned that it was sexual and romantic. Oh, my God. So, obviously, 
they were her friends were getting to know the real details to the relationship but her boyfriend was under another impression of the relationship so this was a a secretive thing right and she was still a child like she probably was so confused by this whole thing as well well not to mention to like you just said she was a child so she could have been groomed into this or just obviously impressionable since he was an adult and this relationship never should have happened this way yeah after these friends mentioned this about their relationship he then changed his tune and tried to become a victim by saying she was fascinated by him, obsessed, and called him all day and night. Okay, this is where I start to hate him. He makes me sick, honestly. Like, so you get caught in a lie because her friends bring up the truth, and then you're like, oh, she actually was obsessed with me. Like, what? Yeah, we had a sexual relationship, but really she was just obsessed with me. Right. How do you explain that? Disgusting. He eventually admitted that he and Ashley had sex and that he was with her on April 27th. According to him, he and Ashley had gotten into a fight about how he wanted to end the relationship, but then Ashley got upset and yelled at him. Again, this is his side of the story and can be complete lies, which there are articles that validate that because... According to some other articles, Ashley was actually the one who wanted to end the relationship. Yeah, I mean, you can't trust anything this guy says. Clearly, he's lying throughout the entire investigation. Yeah, I honestly feel so sorry for her because she was a child, regardless of the feelings she thought she felt or did feel, you know, and either way... He was clearly a manipulative person. Yeah, I mean, nothing justifies his actions. He was an adult and she was a child. It's just Mm -hmm. disgusting. So from here, after this fight where he said he wanted to end the relationship, he said he pulled over and told Ashley to get out of the car, but she refused. His story changed many times, but he originally said that he pulled her out of the car and just left her there on the side of the road. After being interrogated for almost 12 hours, Shelton disclosed this horrifying story. So he said that he actually dragged her out of his car in a chokehold. Remember, he's a fucking professional wrestler. And what was the need for a chokehold on a 17-year-old girl? He said this actually snapped her neck and that her body went limp after. So he heard her neck pop and then saw her body go limp. Oh, my God. Shelton then brought her body into the woods and strangled her again with his hands. And an article basically said, like, he panicked after thinking that he snapped her neck. And so he tried strangling her then. Mm hmm. After this, he realized that she was still breathing and decided to try to strangle her again. This time, he chose to do it with a belt. He attempted to strangle her with the belt until it snapped from the pressure. Oh my freaking god. That's horrible. 
He then left Ashley in the woods, either thinking she was dead or going to die eventually. Regardless, he left her in the middle of the woods. After trying to strangle her three times. I just can't even imagine this, what she had to go through. No. Shelton eventually led police to where Ashley was. And when they got there, he really couldn't place the exact spot that he'd left her. But police began searching the area. And just when they were like about to give up hope, you know, expecting him to be lying about this, they found her. That is so, thank God. I know. Like, imagine if they didn't. This is just so scary. So, a little bit of a trigger warning. It does get graphic here. So, this is how Ashley was found. If you want to skip ahead for 10 seconds, you know, you can at this point. Ashley was found in the fetal position on the ground with her hands on her chest. Her tongue was sticking out and insects were all over her skin and biting her body. Oh my freaking god, that is horrifying. I just can't even imagine what this poor girl had to go through. Not only the abuse that she endured, but then being left in the middle of the fucking woods. Yeah. That... That is just... And unable to move or do anything, and just this man strangled her and just left her there like that that's it's it's just so sickening however after looking closer at ashley the police noticed that ashley was alive police saw her chest move and she was rushed to a hospital at the hospital she was put into an induced coma to obviously try to have her body heal without her being fully aware of everything that was going on. And she had been out in the woods for 30 fucking hours before she was found. Oh my god, this poor girl. Moving on to the aftermath of all of this, Samson was arrested and charged with first-degree attempted murder. When he was being taken into custody, apparently he requested a private bathroom because he suffered from urinary stress disorder and would be quote-unquote miserable if he had to pee in front of other people. I can't. And this request was denied. Like, what the fuck? That's the most of your worries right now? I just don't understand. You fucking tried killing a girl and tortured her. And you don't want to pee in front of other people. Yeah, and you think anyone's going to give a fuck what you want right now? That's just disgusting. While waiting for his trial, somehow, and this blows my mind, Shelton was granted bail and was able to just be on house arrest. Like, what the actual fuck did they think? Why would this man be on house arrest when he tried to murder someone? And this was for a full year. He just got to sit at home, do whatever he wanted, and enjoy being in the comfort of his home for a year. That makes zero sense to me. And not only did he attempt to murder this girl, he attempted to do this three times in a night. And leave her there. Yeah. That, That just blows my mind. During this time, he tried to commit suicide with pills and alcohol. And he also put a note stating, 
quote, do not resuscitate on his chest. EMTs on the scene ignored this note and resuscitated him. And he was extremely violent when coming to. He also attacked a nurse at the hospital with racial slurs and kicked her in the face. As if he wasn't a horrible person already. Like, that just put it over the top. Yeah, that... Either one, he was finally showing his true colors about what a fucking disgusting human he is. Or two, he was, which the prosecutor kind of argued, they said maybe he was doing this on purpose to, like, seem like he was out of his mind to try to get some kind of, like, leeway in court. Crazy. So not only is he an attempted murderer... He's also racist, and he fucking hurts nurses. He's the worst type of person. Yeah, just all around fucking disgusting human. So due to these incidents, the judge ordered a psych evaluation, and he was found mentally fit to stand trial. Thank so they were God. like, absolutely fucking not. You're not meant like this isn't because of a mental thing, even though clearly he has mental issues. They were like, no, this is not going to be your way out. Right. Before the trial could take place, Shelton agreed to a plea deal. He would receive 20 years in prison. And basically, Ashley's family agreed to the plea deal because they didn't want her to have to testify and relive this entire night and have to go through the torture of that again. So they agreed to this plea deal for the 20 years in prison. I could completely see their perspective on that. Right. And there's no right or wrong way to go about that. Like it's, it's whatever you feel is Mm going to be best for you and in the victim and the family. Yeah. I feel like as long as the victim and the family are okay with it, that's what matters. Exactly. It'd be a different story if they didn't agree with this plea deal and it, it happened anyway. Yep. So he is eligible for parole in April of 2024. That is the most, well, aside from him being a racist, abusive, psychopathic douchebag, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. It's so scary. Ashley Reese suffered severe brain damage and injuries from the attempted murder. She had to learn how to walk, swallow, talk, and move her limbs again. She thankfully has no memory of what happened to her that night. Thank God. Oh my gosh. I feel so sorry for her, but at least she does not have to relive that horror in her head all the time. I know. And I I can't even imagine not only being robbed of like your high school teen years, but then having to go and like relearn how to do basics of daily living, talking, walking, swallowing. That just seems so horrible that somebody would have to go through that especially somebody so young oh my gosh like he robbed her of so much he really did though and even like even the fact that he snuck his way in there somehow and was a fucking predator in the first place right so This, of course, did not stop her because she's amazing, and she ended up graduating high school a year later and started volunteering at a violence prevention center. Like, way to turn this around into being something so positive. 
Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. I read that she graduated with her graduating class. I so don't she even did understand. not miss a beat. I don't understand how that's possible. She's so strong. She really is, especially with having to relearn everything again. And then you're graduating in the same, like when you were supposed to be on top of it, that she's literally a freaking rock star. Amazing. As per an article from January 2022, Ashley now works as a caregiver in Illinois, and she also has two kids. Oh, good for her. Amazing. So there is a Lifetime movie based on Ashley's story called Left for Dead, the Ashley Reeves story. And here's a quote to end this episode from Ashley Reeves herself. Quote, I'm a fighter who constantly wants to push herself further and more. I've matured, become older, and developed a more positive attitude on life. Never give up. Never, ever, ever give up on yourself. There are larger and greater things in the world. I've been through a lot of adversity, and all I can say is to keep fighting. It's a challenge every day, but you just have to keep going. Ugh. And that was a quote from atukacart.com. Oh my god. She is so inspirational. I just can't even believe that she's gone what she went through and came out on top. For real though, she is just beyond incredible. What an empowering kick-ass woman. Yeah. And it's not so often that these stories end so positively and Thank God he was not able to take much more from her after this horrific incident because she really did rise against all the stuff that she went through. Mm-hmm. Ashley, we love you. I want to hang out with her. <laughs> I know. And she she keeps such a private life. I don't blame her at all. I know. She does not want anyone to really know anything about her. I tried finding a little more detail on Uh, when she got married and all that kind of stuff and for just the up like uplifting ending because she's freaking incredible and there was really no information to be found on that because that's the way she wants it yeah and honestly I don't blame her why have something so horrific be the one thing that people you know seek out and talk to you about when you can have a more private life I, I wouldn't do I would do the same thing right I just wish we knew a little more about her, you know? Yeah, me too. But I feel like that's a common theme with a lot of these cases, sadly. Sadly, but I'm just so happy that she's living a normal life. Same, and then she's alive. That's just so incredible. She really endured and conquered. She's just amazing. Yeah, agreed. So because this was a shorter episode... And we don't have a listener story from any of you. (laughs) You guys. (laughs) Come on, people. I know. I mean, I feel like you guys have had to have had weird things happen. And I know it because I know you guys are weird. So just send us anything. It could be a quick little paragraph. You can call in. You can call me and tell me. And then I'll relay the message. Whatever you want is easiest. I just want to hear your weird things. Yeah, it could be a ghost story. It could be just a strange experience. It could be something creepy that happened in a dream. We really don't give a fuck. Just (laughs) write them in because we love hearing them. 
and yeah. I'm and our other listeners do too. And the funny thing is, is I've had like three people say to me recently, "I have listener story coming for you." Well, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, and because we don't want this episode to be like thirty minutes long for you guys, we decided to tell a little bit of weirdness of our own. Yes, and I have a couple things recently that have been happening. I, I mean, the veil lowers more around Halloween spooky season, obviously. So I feel like a lot of it was around then, but I have stuff previous as well that has been going on for a little while now. So the first thing I'm going to mention, Kelsey knows about, and she can vouch for me that this happened. She's like, should I say this? I'm like, yeah, fucking say it because it's real and it happened. <laughs> yeah. We have text message proof from, like, a little less than a year ago, probably, right? Yeah, there's no way in hell I'd be able to go back through our text messages because we talk every day. But, (laughs) yeah, trust me when I say that she texted me about this probably, like, six to nine months ago. I'm pretty sure I have a screenshot somewhere because I wanted to have it as proof so people didn't think I was just making it up. So, over the course of the past, I mean... A lot of my life, but I would say maybe the past two or three years, it's been a lot stronger. I've been getting premonitions, but the horrible thing is, is I don't know their premonitions until after they happen. Yeah. So one of the things that I was like, okay, I feel like this is a premonition because I keep thinking about it and dwelling on it and like little things keep popping up to validate it. I said to Kelsey probably yeah like she said maybe like eight or nine months ago that something massive was gonna happen within this year regarding the Delphi murders I have the chills and it happened so we haven't really I mean there's so many podcasts and news articles and stuff that have obviously covered the breaking news with the Delphi case and with Abby and Libby's murderer mm-hmm. hopefully being brought to justice. But I texted Kelsey basically a paragraph saying, like, note the date, note the time. I feel this is a premonition and this is going to happen. So when you get these, these like, feelings, what? how does it come to you? I don't know how to explain it because it's sometimes different. So with that one, I was just at work and all of a sudden I started thinking of the case and like thinking something big is going to go down. Like I just like knew. And then that's when I texted you because I'm like, I know this is a premonition because it didn't really, it didn't come as sometimes it, sometimes they come through to me and like, how do I explain it? It's like in your mind's eye, kind of like Laura explains Mm -hmm. where It's almost like when you have a deja vu moment, but I I don't know how, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm not explaining it correctly. Sometimes I get it in like a, like a knowing and sometimes I'll almost envision what's happening, but not actually see it. Like it's in my mind's eye, but There have been so many times where something happens and I'll think of something. Like, for example, Kelsey, I also told you about this. Sadly, 
everyone probably has heard by now that Aaron Carter passed away. So sad. And that week, I was in class earlier that week at the studio I go to, and I just randomly started singing I Want Candy out loud. And I was like, why am I even singing this song right now? Oh, my God, I haven't thought of Aaron Carter in forever. Little did you know. Like, I wish there was a way to, like, be able to know if, like, if that's just a thought that pops into your head versus a premonition. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I just thought of another one that happened a couple years ago now. I was at work and my friend Erica at the time was working with me. And I just randomly started singing this song and I literally can't even think of the lyrics right now, but, and it was an older song and I'm like, why am I singing these lyrics? And I said to her, I was singing it in my head and finally I said it out loud to her and I was like, sorry, I just have to sing this out loud to like get it out of my system. I don't know why I'm stuck on this song. And later on she gets home and she sends me all these text messages freaking out. And I was like, what is happening? And I'm reading her text messages And she's like, Bryn, I was sitting in my parents' living room and all of a sudden the song you were singing starts playing from the TV. So she's like, I look up at the TV and I'm like, why is this randomly playing on TV right now? And it turned out it was a song by Eddie Money and he had died that day around that time. What the fuck? I have the chills. Yeah. And it's just like weird things like that that always happen and after I'm like I mean in that situation it could have been me maybe receiving message from spirit but I don't know why the fuck Eddie Money would choose to like (laughs) present himself to me but it's situations like that where after the fact I'm like oh my god that was a premonition and I didn't know it. So how do I know these things aren't just me thinking of something? And how do I know it's a premonition until after it happens? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that comes with time with the gift and everything. And that's just learning yourself and how you interpret things. Yeah. But it's happened throughout my life where I'll just have a thought and then it happens. Or like I texted you the one time as well, probably two years ago now about remember I had said I I felt it was more of a feeling that time I felt like there was an explosion do you remember that one yeah I was gonna say that yeah and I don't remember the whole situation now I don't know if you do you felt like there was gonna be like a bomb or an explosion somewhere and then I think I can't remember the full details of it but Shortly after, like, a month or two later, there was, like, announced that there was, like, a um, an ex- a pretty big explosion. I can't even remember where now, but... Yeah. And I think close. I gave you a time frame with that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, just strange thing. And hopefully our, our listeners aren't like, wow, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> no, I think you're crazy if, like you don't believe things like this happen I think you should start writing just like weird things down that happen in a journal just to see if anything comes of it yeah a lot of stuff comes to me through dreams too that was another thing I was going to mention just on a strange topic and maybe I can give maybe I'm giving listeners some ideas like oh wow I could write in about that (laughs) so a lot of weird things come to me through dreams as well like the one time I my grandfather, I had this 
uh, saint pendant from him, like necklace pendant, and I could not find it for the longest time. And one night I had a dream of where exactly it was in my attic, and I went the next day and looked, and it I found it. That's so cool. Yeah. And the other night, I had a really intense dream about, and I wish I could remember specific details to know if I actually tapped into something or if it was just me randomly dreaming about it. I had a really intense dream about being on the Titanic. What was the dream? Like, I was a person on the Titanic, and everything was unfolding, and and. I was trying to get to a higher part of the boat and it was like this and it was a really intense dream. Wow, that's fucking scary. Yeah. And I knew I was on the Titanic. Like I was I was aware of what was going on. Wow. Yeah. But I Are wish I could remember like names that were said or whatnot to know if <laughs> I had a dream like our listener story from Adam the one time right, that like we you talked were there. about. Yeah. Or if it was just a random dream, since obviously I know the story of the Titanic. Right. And, like, it's just your subconscious. Wow. Mm -hmm. Carson has been waking up probably the past few months recently, immediately singing a song. Really? Yeah. And then he'll go and, like, look up the lyrics. And, like, sometimes it means, like, something and you're like, holy shit. But then sometimes it's like, we can't figure it out. But he'll wake up and, like, First of all, he is the only person I know that can pop right out of bed and, like, run around the bed and just, like, be a maniac at 6 a.m. Okay, we're complete opposites in that because I will get a fucking migraine if I sit up too fast. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He'll wake up and immediately, like, start dancing into the bathroom. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually nauseating to see somebody with so much energy at that morning, at that time in the morning. Oh, God. But he yeah, wakes that's... up sometimes and he's been singing songs. And I'm like, that is so weird. And some, like I said, some of them have come about like certain things. Um... Remember the time you guys brought up a song he had sang the morning that I got to visit you in Pittsburgh? Yes. And, and I pulled think... a card when I was doing your tarot. I pulled a card that had the lyrics in it. Yes. That's what I was trying to remember. That was freaking wild. Yeah, and he'd never heard this song before. He woke up singing the lyrics, and he's like, it was, oh, something about circles in my mind. Yes, that's what it was. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, not in a great time of my life. I was like, kind of depressed, of course, PA school. And Bryn and mom came to visit, and it was the best surprise. And they were reading, Bryn was reading my cards, and that card got pulled with like, the description and, like, the pictures of the card talked about, like, circles in your mind. That was wild. Carson almost pooped his pants, I think, that <laughs> night. He did. That's when he became a believer. He was like, what the fuck is going on? And why did you know that I woke up this morning singing that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's part of his gift. He wakes up singing things that mean something. It could be. That could be a form of premonition for him. He needs to get on his ass on this podcast and talk about his crazy stuff and his premonition. I know. I think he doesn't think that it's, like, real, though, until he's, like, blown away for, like, a couple minutes. And then he's like, okay, so what? It's over. Yeah. I think I think he... 
I mean, Laura had even told him that he is a gifted healer and he has a gift and yeah, he's always in the right place at the right time. Like Laura has said that he has healing hands. He literally did CPR on a kid and brought him back to life after he collapsed playing basketball. He's just like always in the right place at the right time. Like there's a car accident and he's the first one on the scene. Like it's just weird things like that. Literal angel. That's what I say all the time about him. Yeah, he is. It's just like he's needed at those places in those times. Yeah. He needs to get on this podcast. Yeah. Too bad he thinks he's too good for us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god well now you've heard our listener stories if there's anything that you guys want to talk about even my sisters they're like i want to talk about something i'm like then fucking do it yeah for real even if you don't want to speak on the podcast write it in we can read it for you don't be shy don't be shy you know we aren't we tell our whole life stories through this podcast and i don't know if anyone even cares but i know everyone probably turned this off after the case 20 minutes ago and it's like these (laughs) girls need to shut up (laughs) if not we're doing this for you we're doing this for you yeah yeah exactly all right all right into our spiel yes so you can go to our facebook at crime cults and coffee That's where we post our weekly resources and photos from every episode, so you can check that out. Also, our Instagram is where we post photos, coffee reviews, and our link tree in our bio shows all of our listening platforms where you can hear us. If you want to give a case suggestion, like Alyssa and Ashley always do, (laughs) or a listener story so you don't have to hear us ramble on about ours, you can DM us at Crime Colts and Coffee on Instagram or send us an email at crimecoltsandcoffee at gmail.com. Also, if you would be so kind, if you like listening to us, you can leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. We can send you stickers. And if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you can like, you can follow, you can subscribe on any listening platform of your choice. And that will let you know when new episodes come out each week. Yeah. And I think we discovered recently that there is a option on Spotify for rate and review now, actually. Yes. Mom did it on her phone, which was not an Apple. And then we tried on ours, and they are Apple phones, and we couldn't figure it out. So if you can figure it out, <laughs> let us know. You might have a Spotify option. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. Yeah. And I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Also, just don't forget we have merch that is still on our Instagram shop. Also, you can find it at riotbabe.com under the CCC collab tab. And we are also currently in a giveaway. Good thing you just mentioned that, Kelsey, because that reminded me. We are involved in another giveaway right now through Thrive Embodied Arts. And we are giving away a beanie some stickers, a really cool car magnet involved in their giveaway. Love it. They also have some other cool things in it, like a candle in a really cool antique dish, sustainable house items like a reusable sponge, an organic simmer pot, organic facial, a bunch of crystal towers, really cool stuff. And if you want to enter into that, It ends on Friday, this Friday, 
the 18th at midnight. So hopefully you hear this episode before before you can't in- enter anymore. And the winner is going to be announced on the 20th. Oh, so good luck. Make sure you guys enter. Yeah, and thank you, Thrive Embodied Arts, for asking us to be part of that. Yes, we are honored. Yeah, and on that note... Have a good week, guys. Don't get sucked into any snow vortexes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. regarding this case and our resources follow us at crime cults and coffee on instagram and facebook